Hey sister, Cassie Little here to welcome you to your sorority journey, a podcast for sisters to find guidance and confidence in any season of their membership. Our rockstar guests and I have intentional conversations, discuss unpopular topics, and provide relevant encouragement to be an extension of your sisterhood. So thanks for inviting us on your journey. Are you ready to dive in? Hey sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I'm sure you're thinking, wow, I wasn't expecting another episode from Your Sorority Journey this week, but we wanted to waste no time in getting you the resources you need for this really intense, important, critical leadership season in our calendar. It is officer election season with officer transitions soon following after that. And if you have been around the podcast for a few episodes or since the beginning, you know that leadership is a really core tenant to everything we do in her sorority journey and a big part of my personal story that has brought me to running this company, operating this platform, and being the host of the Your Sorority Journey podcast. As we anticipate officer elections, I know there is a lot of emotions that come to mind, right? There can be some competition that is felt between sisters who are interested in the same position. There is stress and overwhelm for women ending their position and anticipating those transitions that are to come. With all of those conflicting emotions, it can be really hard to prioritize sisterhood through it all, keeping the big picture of the sorority in mind. So today we are kicking off our Step Up series to help you step up as a leader, either if you are anticipating running for a position, anticipating stepping down, or trying to find your leadership role titled or titleless moving into the 2022 calendar year. I wanted to share a bit more of my leadership story, more of my leadership journey to really set up some takeaways that I would love for you to consider in guiding the way that you navigate the uh, season that is to come, whatever role you find yourself in as a leader. So heading back all the way to the year I joined Sigma Kappa, it was 2014 at Arizona State. And if you didn't hear my recruitment story, you can head back to episode 60 and hear a little bit more of how I found my way into Sigma Kappa. But on bid day, we were all sitting around this pool, feet in the water, listening to seniors share some excitement that they had about this new member class that they just elected, why they felt so proud of their chapter from recruitment and what they were excited for the legacy to be that they were leaving with the chapter and the new member class that they had just elected. And I will never forget one of the seniors said, I know that we just elected our next chapter president from this new member class. And while I just remember sitting there thinking, that's me. I knew in that moment that I was going to be chapter president of Sigma Kappa one day. I didn't know when, I didn't know what the route was going to look like to get there, but I knew that I had joined something that was going to be bigger than myself, that I really cared about being aligned with and supporting the vision and purpose of in that way. And so as I went through my new member period, I got super involved. And for those of you who know my recruitment story, I fell in love with Panhellenic before I fell in love with Sigma Kappa. And so I was getting involved in Panhellenic, going to greater community events, 
and approached the Panhellenic delegate a few weeks before elections and said, hey, you know, I'm really interested in this position. I fell in love with Panhellenic before I fell in love with Sigma Kappa. I'd love to get a feel for what it is you do. And I attended a few Panhellenic meetings and got a sense for her role. And she was really excited about the fact that I was going to apply and run for the position. And the way we did elections in my organization is there is a committee. At the time, it was made up of seniors who sat down to explore and research and deep dive into the letters of intent that were submitted and come up with the ideal slate. So they would place a woman in each position as the ideal slate, not only for that woman being in that position, but also those members being collaboratively well-suited to work together in their team. And so you would get a call the night before elections Uh, if you were slated or not. And so you would know you would have the senior slates nomination. And I remember getting a call that night, but it wasn't for Panhellenic delegate. It was for sisterhood chair. Now, I wanted to be a leader more than I wanted to be on exec. That position wasn't on executive council. And so I accepted the nomination. And I was really excited, a little disappointed, but I was still excited about the potential of being on, of being a leader in the chapter and holding a position that held responsibility, especially as a newly initiated member at that time. And so elections come around and we're voting on the slate one by one. And we get to Panhellenic Delegate. And obviously, Senior Slate has slated someone else for that position, and she is nominated. And then the current Panhellenic Delegate actually nominated me off the floor for the position. And I was a little stunned. I was really uh, surprised that even though the seniors had decided that another woman would be fit for that position, the woman who currently held the role believed in me enough to stick her neck out for me, if you will, to nominate me. And so we go out of the room and we come back and we vote. And there was a third woman who was also nominated off the floor. And so there wasn't enough for 50 plus one. So it was down to myself and the slated individual. And so we voted again, and I ended up winning. I was elected Panhellenic delegate, and I was going to sit on executive council for the upcoming year. And I remember the feeling I had of excitement and unexpected enthusiasm and thankfulness that my chapter believed in me so much to put me in this role. And I spent that next year having a ball. I had so much fun as Panhellenic Delegate. I got to connect with other Panhellenic Delegates, host events for the community at large. I loved, as many of you know, I'm doing a basket project for her sorority journey right now, delivering resources to different chapters in my area and equipping our ambassadors to share those with the chapters on their campuses. And I got that idea actually from being a Panhellenic delegate and the different PR initiatives that I would do to connect us with other chapters. And throughout that year, I got to see the inside of what it was really like on executive council, some of the hard decisions that had to be made, um, the hard conversations, the disagreements and conflicts that would happen internally, and the way the members saw the council as a whole. 
What was interesting about my role, though, was I was never the one making the hard decisions. I was always the one observing them being made, maybe weighing in here and there, but never the one delivering those hard decisions to the chapter. And so I became fairly well-liked my freshman to sophomore year. And going into the fall, I was really excited about the idea of maybe running for new member educator. Keeping in mind that I wanted to be chapter president, I saw being chapter president as a junior to senior role, um, and I wanted to serve on exec in a different role for that upcoming year. I even had the Panelink president reach out to me for running for a position on the Panelink executive board, but knew I wanted to stay internal with my chapter. Um, Maybe I would reevaluate next year if I really wanted to be chapter president. Maybe I would want to serve on Panelic, but I knew I wanted to stay internal with Sigma Kappa that upcoming year. And so as I approached election season, I started to think through what it would be like to be vice president of new member education and the things that I was really passionate about. And it turned out that the things that I was passionate about, about being vice president of new member education, we're actually a little bit more representative of a focus of a big picture perspective that a chapter president needed to have. And the chapter president at the time reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I think you'd be a really good fit for this position given the direction the chapter is going, the um, age of other people on executive council, right? Most of us are graduating and it would be awesome to keep someone who has been on exec on exec to lead the council, lead the chapter moving forward. And so I kept it pretty quiet because I was nervous, but pretty quickly word got out that I was going to be applying or going through the process of running for president for my chapter. And I remember being at a philanthropy event, the days leading up to elections, hearing people talk about me hearing people talk about, oh, well, she's like all fun. She's like super happy, super optimistic. I don't think she could handle the conflict. I think she is too nice to be president. I don't think she's strong enough or serious enough to hold that kind of responsibility. Oh man, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I went home to my honors hall dorm room at the time and just cried about it. I was just so crushed by the feelings of judgment and comparison that were being put on me, even though no one else had been talking about even running for president. And so that night I got a call from the slating committee that I had been slated for president and had a, a quick sigh of relief knowing that at least there was that alignment or um, belief in me that I could do it. And we roll around to elections. Another woman is nominated off the floor and we go out in the hall and we have a moment um, encouraging one another and we come back in and vote. And I ended up getting elected chapter president. <laughs> and I, I had a, a few tears because I was so excited and so honored to hold this role. And remember sitting through elections, so excited hearing all of my friends get elected that I was going to get to serve with on exec. What I was not prepared for, though, was the difficulty that was going to come in the weeks and months that follow. A few weeks after I was elected, we had to 
remove a couple women from the board due to academics. My chapter advisor actually found out she was pregnant, which is so exciting, but did cause her to be a little bit removed throughout my term. And this was all before we even started back up in January. And throughout the year, I struggled removing who I was, my identity, my purpose, the value and love I had for my chapter from the title I held. I felt like I was under a microscope, that everyone was watching my every move, judging the decisions I made. And I worked really hard to be the best president, be the best role model I could. It's actually kind of ironic seeing all these comments come through on TikTok about not caring about the members, not um, not valuing what they have to say or not being being the problem in the chapter because I was, if anything, the opposite. I had little to no boundaries for myself. I had little to no boundaries around feedback from the chapter. I, I wanted to hear what ha- people had to say. I wanted to make everybody happy. I remember the first time one of my sisters called me a really harsh term and I was so thrown off, so blindsided because I had never had experienced that kind of conflict as Panhellenic delegate. We ended up having a lot of amazing accomplishments that year. We were awarded Chapter of the Year, um, both for the Panhellenic Council and for the community at large. I got to go to convention with a couple of my other sister friends who were on exec with me. We had a stellar recruitment. And as we were going into the fall semester, feeling really accomplished, even though I was drained, I was thinking beyond and thinking ahead of, okay, what do I want my last leadership term to look like? I think being chapter president again might kill me. (laughs) Even though I had anticipated doing it my junior and senior year, I don't think that would be the best fit. So what would it look like for me to run for a position on Panhellenic? And I had, throughout my chapter president term, stayed super connected to the Panhellenic community, having had that mindset from Panhellenic delegate. And so when I was thinking about what it would look like to be on Panhellenic, I was really excited about the idea of being Panhellenic president. I had been very connected to the overall fraternity and sorority life office through my role as chapter president, Um, been an advocate for Panhellenic unity and connection in that role, and felt like I had the managerial skills and experience to be on the council. I was also super fortunate to be really close with members of Panhellenic Exec who were encouraging me to run for the the council in some capacity. I had some of them reach out to me for running for president. And so I felt really confident that there was going to be room for me to still continue to make an impact, to continue to give to the community that had helped me develop and grow so much. My one of my really good friends, one of my best friends who's actually in another chapter, was also running for Panhellenic president. And she had served on the Panhellenic Council um, the year that I was chapter president. And she was really upset to find out that I was going to run for Panhellenic president. And I debated telling her or debated even running out of fear of her disappointment or frustration um, with our friendship because I really cared about her as a friend and I really wanted her to be in a place that she felt most intentional. But I 
wanted more than anything else the best leadership for the community. And I trusted that the nominating committee for Panhellenic, in the same way that I trusted the chapter when I had been going through elections to make the right decision, that the community would also make the right decision. And so I went through the process and applied, and we ended up finding some common ground and hoping the best for one another. I interviewed, I waited for the elections to come. I gave my speech. Um, We are always out of the room when the nominations are given. The nominations came around and I left. And to my disappointment, found out that I hadn't been nominated for any of the positions on the Panhellenic Executive Board. Now, growing up, I was super into theater and dance and never felt good enough. I was really passionate about it and felt really gifted theatrically. But every time I auditioned for a show in high school, I was either not cast at all or only cast to dance. I was never cast as a lead or a speaking part. And throughout my four years of high school, I felt super rejected, never even given a chance to do something I was good at. And then come to college And suddenly, I'm getting elected for every position I run for or submit interest in. And I felt like there was this sense of, man, Cass, like, your purpose was never to, like, be on stage under a spotlight, but instead it was to, like, be on a team of individuals working for a greater good, a greater purpose, so much more than such a fleeting moment like a show or a recital. And this was the first moment that I was like, man, I thought I was meant for this, even not as president, for some role on the council. I really struggled for some while navigating or sorting through the fact that the women that I had worked with and collaborated with and supported all year hadn't found room or space for me to contribute and give back the following year. And I talked to my Panhellenic advisor about it, like, Allison, I don't understand what I did wrong. I feel like I've done something wrong to have not been nominated or elected onto this council. And I remember leaving Panhellenic elections that night after not being elected to any of the positions and walking across campus from Panhellenic elections to Sigma Kappa's chapter elections and electing, facilitating the election of the new council of Sigma Kappa officers, realizing that not only was there no place for me on Panhellenic, but I was leaving my place on Sigma Kappa. It was really difficult. It was really heavy. Even though I knew I was not meant to be on Sigma Kappa's executive board moving forward, I had done my time and needed to move on. I was really devastated that there wasn't a space for me to continue, even though I had given so much and poured so much in It was very personal for me because I had tied so much of who I was to what I was doing. I share my leadership story with you all because as I look back, there are some things that I notice about the way I handled elections outcome, the way I handled the weight of responsibilities that caused me some of the pain, disappointment, and personal identity crisis that I don't think I needed to go through. And you surely don't need to go through. And I hope that our takeaways from my story can actually help you avoid. 
The first thing I want to leave you with from my experience is that your title does not dictate your identity, does not dictate your purpose, your value in the chapter. It is a correlation with your skill set and your responsibility and how you can make an impact on a chapter. That is the purpose of officer positions is giving you a role to really utilize your skill set best to make an impact on the chapter. That does not indicate the value you have to the sisterhood, your ultimate purpose in college or even in your life. I thought being chapter president was something that I was going to tell people about in the future. And yeah, it comes up now and then, but it is by no means my greatest accomplishment that I've ever had. So if I can encourage you to actively before elections or as you're ending your officer position to separate who you are the value you bring to your sisterhood from your title and your responsibilities. The next takeaway I leave you with is expect the unexpected from officer elections. More often than not, the outcome of elections differs from what we expected or even hoped. Sometimes that's our position, right? If the one that we're leaving, the right person that we thought would be the best successor doesn't get elected or we aren't elected into the right position. Sometimes it's another position on the executive council or on the director board that we are watching not end up with the right person in our mind. I think what's really important, though, is you are just one member of an entire chapter. And we'll talk about this more as we go into the series, but I want you to expect the unexpected and from that trust that the chapter always makes the right decision. You are a part of an organization, a voting body, an exclusive membership that you are trusting that at least 50 plus one, right? 50% plus one of your chapter has a sound mind to put the right sister in that role. Because if you're not aligning with that, you are not trusting your sisterhood. And so expect the unexpected. And finally, know that you're going to end up where you're supposed to. And sometimes that won't look like where you thought you were supposed to. My story ends with a couple months after I wasn't elected into any position on Panhellenic, Another woman on the board stepped down because she wasn't elected Panhellenic president and she couldn't get her mind around serving in a different position. I was asked to apply for the role and was ultimately appointed into the vice president of internal affairs position, second in command on the Panhellenic Council to oversee housing, finances, and communications. It didn't end up being where I thought I was going to be in Panhellenic president. But I ended up being a part of a team that was accomplishing the same vision, the same goal that I had in my that I had applied for with Panelink for Panelink president. I think sometimes we get so caught up in specific titles or specific job responsibilities that we forget the big picture of what we want to accomplish through our role. We have to have a greater vision, a greater idea, a greater hope of what we want to accomplish collaboratively on our team and how we want to leave the chapter at the end of our term to motivate us through whatever job responsibilities you have. At the end of the day, I think the specific tasks and responsibilities matter a whole lot less than your collective vision. So I want you to be open to accepting Maybe a position that you didn't see yourself, 
but the collective chapter or council slating committee, whoever might see you best fit for if you align with that ultimate goal. So there we have it. We have three big takeaways for you to leave this episode with. Work to separate who you are from what you do. Expect the unexpected and be open to wherever the chapter or community sees you best fit. We are so excited to dive in to the Step Up series over the next couple weeks, covering everything from officer elections, processing the results of those elections, and embarking on officer transitions productively. See you for the coming weeks for our Step Up series, and we would love your help sharing this series with your sisters and your communities to ensure that as many women as we can reach find this resource as they navigate this super important critical season of the sorority membership experience. Thanks for tuning in to the Your Sorority Journey podcast this week. If this episode left you with any guidance or confidence to navigate your sorority membership, we would love to hear from you. Share a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram story and tag Her Sorority Journey so we can know what resonated with you. Also, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen so more sister friends can find this guidance just like you. Here for you always, sister. 